Hi there, everyone. Art Burns here, wishing you well today. Welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. Yeah, I might sound a little different. Today's a little bit of a weird day, and uh, I actually almost didn't record today. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not feeling my usual uh, enthusiastic self. I mean, many of you have probably heard on the news today uh, that yesterday, not far from where I live, you know, not not real close, like twenty something miles away, um, there was another mass shooting. And, uh, and it just, it, it's just such a stark reminder of, you know, of, of how fragile and how impermanent life is, you know, and we talk about this here in the podcast all the time, impermanence and, and, uh, and, and the importance of, of living every moment because of that impermanence, you know? And so I came to, uh, you know, my, on my, <laughs> on my list today, uh, for, for today's topic was, was ironically, you know, how to look at the work of practice Instead of looking at his work as a chore, as something you toil with, try to look at something as you play and, you, you know, as recreation, right? And, and you know, I, I almost sat here and said, well, how can I do this? How can I talk about playfulness with this heaviness in my heart right now, you know? Um, you know, 10 people, you know, in the, in the blink of an eye yesterday, in the beat of a heart, 10 people are gone. You know, they're just gone. And, and their loved ones, their friends, their families, their pets, you know, they're all just feeling today that there's this empty place in their heart, that it's just, it's gone. And so it was really hard for me to come here and, and talk about, you know, something as lighthearted as play, you know, and, and, and as I, as I sat with that and, and my re initial reaction was like, no, I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'll either I'll change the topic or I'll just not record or, or something, but I can't, you know, I can't just come here and talk about playfulness, you know? Um, but as I sat with that and, and I, and I allowed that to come in, you know, it, 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 it kind of occurs to me that, that actually this is the exact time that we should talk about playfulness, you know? And, and, you know, we always hear that like, you know, like, and I'm sure this is a thought experiment you could do on your own. Like, I know that I always do this myself. Like, you know, when, when people pass on, you know, and, and I've had people take it from my life suddenly like that before too. Um, and I told you a story here a long time ago that I almost lost my life in a violent, um, uh, you know, incident that, you know, almost, I was almost one of those people and my family and my loved ones were almost those family and loved ones who just, you know, just without warning, just lost someone. Right. And it's so, it's that, that fragility of life. So anyway, I'm sorry. So I, I was balancing this, this idea of, of doing something lighthearted that feels so dissonant from, from what I'm experiencing today personally and, and, you know, in my community, right? Because, you know, my community, I, you know, I logged onto Facebook this morning and I have people who are teachers and, you know, lots of parents and, you know, local people here in, in, you know, the Denver, Colorado and Boulder area. I'm like, I have lots of people who I know who live up there. And I was literally checking the names, you know, to see if I knew any of them, you know, and like, that's, you know, that's how close it is, you know? And so, so I, I was weighing this, this, this heaviness that I'm feeling and the, this, this sorrow that I'm feeling, you know, but weighing that against my obligation to you and, and my obligation to myself and my obligation to, to this work, right? To, to put this content out every day. That's the promise that I've made to you, right? And so here I am and I'm going to go ahead with it.
right? And so, and so, so again, you know, it is exactly this fragility of life and this, this, this impermanence and this unpredictable chaos in which we live. It is all of this that makes playfulness, you know, in our practice and in every area of our lives, so very important, right? When we're playing with something, right? Like, like when you're playing a game, right? And you're enjoying the game and you're, you're, you're enthusiastic about the game and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out the game and trying to, you know, like, like do, you know, perform in the game. You know, and this could be anything from a, a game of, uh, you know, a video game or a game of Uno with your kids or go fish or something, or it could be, you know, golf. And this is one of the biggest lessons that I learned with golf is that once I started, stopped taking it so seriously, I started actually getting good at it, right? And so so all the games that we can play, right, when we're when we're really playing them and we're not worried about how good we're gonna get at them and we're not worried about how um how you know um uh you know what the heaviness of it all, right? Like that's when we can loosen up. And we can we can approach it with a looseness and a and a and a, a lightheartedness right? That normally in almost every circumstance is going to benefit our performance of that, right? And now that's not to say that there's no such thing as serious play either, right? Like, like when you see a, uh, a world-renowned musician on a stage, right? That is work, right? They are very, very serious about what they're doing. They're putting on a performance for, you know, maybe 100,000 people sometimes in a stadium, right? And so that's very, very serious business. But yet they're playing music, right? It's, it's, it's a play. And that's really what life is, right? And so, and so when we can bring this concept, I want to share a story before I go into this further, because it's really, you know, when we do play, when we, when we think of something as a game, and when we think of something as a playful, you know, occupation or, or exercise, right, it, 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 it lightens it up, right? It loosens it up for us, right? As I said a moment ago, well, it was a great uh, documentary made um, many, many years ago, I mean, 20 years ago or so, uh, about Ted Williams, the famous baseball player. Now, for all of you who are not even, you know, some of you don't even live in America, so you might not have any idea who Ted Williams is, but Ted Williams was like the 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 greatest, you know, uh, baseball, you know, batting player since Babe Ruth. Like, he's he's known as like the, the greatest of all time, right? He's the only guy, I believe he's the only guy, who has ever hit a, an average of 400. Now, in baseball, 400 means 0.400, right? Which is which is four times out of, for every 10 times he got up to bat, he got a hit four times, right? For, out of 10, right? And that's And that seems like not that big a deal, right? It seems like, well, these guys are making millions of dollars. They should all hit like that, but, but they don't, you know? I mean, a really good batter is considered like the 300 average, right? So Ted Williams, I believe he's the only one still who has ever hit for an entire season, right? The average over a whole season being 400. Now, here's the thing about Ted Williams. This is really cool. I might start tearing up as I tell this story because it's so inspiring to me that, um, so Ted Williams, I mean, first of all, he's got like amazing stories. Like he took a couple of years off of his career during World War II to be a, a, a pilot in the Air Force, right? And so, and then he came back and continued his baseball career. So like, 
<laughs> much different from the athletes of today, right? Much different. Um, and there's only one Ted, as they say, you know. Um, but, but anyway, um, so so in in that last season right uh, in in this i don't know if he was i don't know if he retired or I, I think it was in the middle of his career but but anyway he was he was on the during that season uh where he hit 400 right you know towards the end of the season like the last couple of games like he i think in the sorry for for this uh confusion i really wasn't planning to tell this story so I'm, the the details are a little bit foggy for me but but i believe it was on the last it definitely was on the last game of the season but, but what happens is with that, you know, on the day before the last game of the season, he had a 400 batting average, okay? So what he could have done was he could have just said, I'm not playing the last game of the season, right? And therefore, he would have had the 400 batting average, right? Like, that would be a way to cement his legacy, right? Like, like he had nothing, he had nothing to gain and everything to lose by playing the last game of the season. But this is Ted, right? And this was the 1940s or 1950s, and Ted Williams went out there and he played the full game, right? And and it was in all the newspapers at the time. And it's a very famous story that like, why the heck would he do that? Like, like take the day off, have the, you know, win that 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 thing, you know, have that fame, have that fortune, you know. And plus for baseball fans, you know, there was never someone who had done this. So it was like, like everybody wanted it just to happen, you know. But Ted, no, he was gonna play that last game. And so so in this documentary that I watched, Ted Williams himself was was, you know, was very old at this time and he was he's since passed on but he was uh you know very old in the 80s or 90s whenever this movie was made and uh and he uh he tells the story about when he was he was standing there getting ready you know in the beginning of the inning he's you know swinging his bat getting ready for the you know while they're they're doing their warm-ups in the field and stuff and he's the next batter up uh and the umpire you know what what the umpire does in baseball again for all of you who don't are not familiar with baseball but the the umpire has a little brush and he brushes off the dirt from the plate you know so that he can see where the plate is you know it's a pretty traditional thing you know the the umpire you know grumpy and gruff and you know sweeping off the plate and okay now we're ready to play so so the umpire comes around to the plate and he's 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 dusting off the plate like that and he says you got to play loose and ted was like you know, Ted's like, did you say something? What was that? And the umpire stands up and he goes, if a guy's going to hit 400, he's got to play loose. And that to me was so powerful like that. And I heard this many, many years ago. And it just, it really, it still just sticks with me, right? Because, because that's the thing, right? If we think, if we think, oh my gosh, I got to get through this game and, and hit, you know, at least once, you know, or else I'm not going to have my 400 batting average, right? Like, like I've got to do it, right? What happens then is we, we squeeze the bat a little harder, right? And we, we, we maybe, you know, we worry about the pitch and we overthink things and we, 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 we tense ourselves up, right? And then we fail, right? That's when we screw up, right? When we're trying to make something happen. Because the thing is that the, the, the thing that got Ted Williams to, to that last game of the season was not being tense and worrying about 400 batting average or worrying about, he just went up there and swung the bat every time, right? Like that, he just did the same thing that he's always done, right? But yet when something's at stake, right? That's when we tend to, we tighten up, right? And that's where we generally don't perform as well as we could, 
right? And, and, and also, like, you know, of course, that's with a baseball player, right? But now when we bring it back to us as, you know, just sort of, you know, regular human beings, right? When we get into that, that tension and that, 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 that angst, right, about our lives, right, what happens is we, we tense up, we tighten up. And, and in that place, that's where the stress response starts coming in. And when the stress response come, starts coming in, you know, we're not learning, we're not, we're not understanding, we're not, we're not growing, we're not thriving, right? We're just merely surviving. So Ted Williams, if he tried to just survive that last game, we'd probably still be waiting for somebody to hit 400 for a whole season, right? And so, so I, I would love for you to, to consider this with your meditation practice, okay? Consider trying to make it playful. Consider it part of recreation. You know, the other day I was on the on a uh, call with my personal coach um, who, you know, we were talking and, and I brought that up that, you know, like so often, you know, it's like, it's like we feel like we don't have time for play. You know, I don't have time for this. I'm busy. I got work. I got, I got bills to pay. I got, you know, you know, a career to worry about. I got all this stuff going on, right? And we feel like we don't have time to play, right? And so what is play, right? What's another word that we use for play? It's recreation, right? And so if we look at that word recreation, and I think I mentioned this the other day, so pardon me if I did, but but the word recreation, you know, it comes from recreate, right? Now, I don't know the etymology of it. I should look it up and find the, the, the Greek or Latin root of the word and all that kind of stuff. And I'll do that today. I'll try to, I'll, I'll try to remember to, to look into that. Um, but, but if we just look at recreate, that's what we're doing, right? That through playing, through, through, through that, that, that letting go of the tension and that, that, ah, let's just have fun with this, right? If we have that time in our lives, what it does is it, it recreates us, right? It gives us a chance to, to come back to who we really are. And it gives us a chance to, 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 to let that shine, just like we did when we were little kids, right? And the smile just comes on my face, just, just talking about this, right? And so I wonder what would happen, or, or I would like you to find out what happens if you start looking at your meditation and your mindfulness practice as play, right? So many times people I work with as a coach, you know, they struggle with it. You know, they, they're like, oh, no, no, I need to do this because, you know, I need to get better and I need to, you know, I need to improve myself. You know, my, I have Lots of different people. You know, some people come to me say, like, my, my family's suffering because of my stress. Some people come and say, my job is suffering because of my stress. My health is suffering because of my stress. I can't sleep because of my stress. All this other stuff. So it feels like something very important. Like, we got to fix this so that I can get better, right? And of course, we do. I mean, we want you to, I want you to sleep. I want you to have a better time at work. I want you to have a better family life, you know? But but it's just like Ted Williams in that last game, right? We got to be loose with this. We got to be loose. We got to be able to just enjoy it and explore with it and experiment with it, right? And when we think of life in general this way, and that's one of the things, that's one of the magical things that happens, that what you do in meditation starts to impact all the things you do in the rest of your life, right? And that's the beautiful way that this works. But, but when we, you know, when we can bring uh, an essence of play into everything, right? Well, then, you know, when you're playing a game, you don't think of failure, 
right? Like, I mean, if you're playing competitive sports, that's different. But if you're just playing, right, you're just having fun and playing something, right? You don't necessarily think, I mean, if, if you're thinking of it as failure, then we got to work on how you're playing, right? Because play does not include success or failure. Play is just about doing the thing, right? It's very present. It's very in the moment. It's very mindful in that sense, right? Um, and, and so, but again, you know, sometimes we take it too seriously and that's when it's no fun anymore, right? And that's when it's just not, you know, it's not a good time. Like, no, we're flipping boards over and throwing Monopoly money around the room and stuff like that, right? Nobody wants to play with somebody like that, <laughs> right? And so, so when we, so, so, so see if you can do that. See if you can approach this practice. And, and but anyway, as I was saying, so many people come to me with this real urgency, right? And and um, it's amazing because those are the ones that struggle the most with getting this into their lives, right? And that's the thing, right? Because when we're when we're struggling against it, what happens? We become that's part of the 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 delusion, the clinging, and the aversion that I talk about all the time here, right? We're clinging to this thing, and we're we're being aversive to the idea that maybe we'll fail at this thing, maybe we won't be awesome at this thing, right? And the minute we start getting into that, we start creeping into the negative emotions, right, of fear. And once we're in fear, our body's gonna tense up, and we're not going to perform the way that we could and the way that is most advantageous for ourselves and for the thing that we're trying to do. And so I do believe, and we're going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow, how we can apply playfulness to all areas of our lives. But let's start with our mindfulness practice, right? Treat it as a game. Treat it as play. Just see like, hey, how, how long can I, can I do it? You know, like how long can I balance this spoon on my nose? You know? Think of it that way and see how that changes things for you. And, and please let me know. I would love to hear if this changes things for you. I really would. All right, everybody. Thank you for, for listening to this kind of strange episode. Um, you know, again, I'm trying to honor everything that's going on, but also honor what we're doing here, you know, and, and the point is that, that people do, you know, violence happens every day, you know, just because it happened 25 miles away from my house doesn't mean that I can stop my work, right? Doesn't mean that you aren't still going to benefit from something I might say today. And I hope you did. All right. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And um, I wish you well. And uh, yeah, try to try to really live life today. And live it like it's a game. See what happens when you do. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care.